Walter Life with Brent and Jeff. Good evening. This is the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff, and we are at the end of our Philippian series, and we're going to be finishing up Chapter Four tonight. And uh, I can't believe it. We've gone through. This will be our tenth episode here in the Philippians, and man, Philippians has been awesome, and we're just so sad to see it go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we probably could go through the Book of Philippians again and have a whole other ten episodes, but you know, it's been it's been great while it's lasted, and Excited about tonight. Excited to see what God has in store tonight. You know, we're going to be talking about strength, strengthened in all things, and how the Lord strengthens us, gives us everything we need, um, whether it be physical, emotional, spiritual. And um, so tonight it's about an encouragement. You might be tired out there. You might be, you know, kind of feeling at your end. And that's a good thing because that means God can pick pick you up and brush you off and uh, maybe strengthen you tonight. So tonight's episode strengthened in all things and uh, we're going to be hitting the verse that is very much in everybody's house and everybody's life verse which is philippians 4:13. Um, but we'll jump in verse 10 to get started but i rejoiced in the lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again though you surely did care but you lacked opportunity so paul's saying basically you've always wanted to provide for me you know i'm in jail and and you know your desire to provide for me has overwhelmed your ability basically you know like i know you haven't had the opportunity to to do what is on your heart to do but i'm just so thankful for it not that i speak in regard to need for i have learned in whatever state i am to be content that's a challenging verse right there i know for me i'm like you know just in life situations it's like all right lord you you started this whole process now you need to finish it because it's taking longer than i anticipated (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and God's like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me get right on that. I, I didn't realize I dropped the ball, Jeff. <laughs> My little dialogue with God, you know, confession time. And I have not learned to be content in all things. I'm only content in the things that I deem are contentable. Is that a word? I don't know. But <laughs> we all know what you mean, Jeff. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, isn't it funny? Like, it's not funny, actually, but it's funny as in, like, weird that, um, you know, we pray for things often, and uh, God might not give us them, so we, we complain about that. And then when God gives us those things, um, or He allows us to have things that we really want, and then we go, eh, it's not as what I thought it was going to be, especially if it's not something that He really wanted to give us. Um, isn't it funny? Like, we're, we're, hap- we're complaining if we don't have it, and sometimes we complain when we get it. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, it doesn't matter. That's what kind of Paul's saying. He's like, whether I abound or I'm going to abase, which is the next part of this, he says, I know that what I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I've learned, both to be full, to be hungry, both to be abound and to suffer need. You know, because he he's kind of given up on trying to satisfy and make himself happy with his circumstances. You know, and of all people, I mean, Paul was left for dead, stoned to death left out and to, to die so i mean he's had the worst situation that none of us have experienced that you know he's had the worst conditions and so you know he probably would have already been dead if um because he would have probably killed himself if he thought his happiness was in, wrapped up in his earthly you know possessions or his earthly circumstance but um, he had a heavenly perspective and that's the challenge 
and uh, Paul's talking about basically, you know, I had a need, but I, that's okay because I learned to be content in my needs. And um, something that somebody once told me or I heard said, I don't know, sorry if I'm stealing your, I'm not citing you properly, <laughs> uh, but someone once said like, if we pray to God for courage, is he going to give us courage or is he going to give us opportunities to be courageous? And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And I think that kind of applies to Paul here. And, and I know that a lot of times I'm like, Lord, I just want to be content with like my life. So maybe God gives me opportunities to prove that I'm content, you know, by make, giving me something that I'm not going to be content with in my flesh and having to rely on him to be content, you know? And I think a lot of times we just want God to like give us the cake and the dessert at the end and not go through the, the parts where we're actually learning things you know and it says like to learn christ and to you know to work out our salvation we talked about that you know like salvation being like a gold mine you just got to dig it out you know what i mean and uh i i think it's interesting because paul's saying i've learned in whatever state i am to be content it's not i already knew and i'm just applying the knowledge that i had from the beginning from the foundations of the world i paul uh he's saying i learned this so Meaning, at one point, he wasn't content in those situations. But through the trials and the tribulations that Paul's gone through, he's come to a point where he's like, you know what? All I need is God. And there's a cool quote, Corey Tembo, and I just heard somebody say this, is that you'll never realize that God is all you need until God is all you have. Mm. And, you know, if you know anything about Corey Tenboom, she was uh, in a concentration camp and her family was all killed during World War II. And, uh, you know, she really only had God and she she developed an incredible ministry into her 80s and and she's a really cool person you can check her out but I think that kind of fits in with what we're talking about tonight about being strengthened in all things because God supplies our need he, he gives us just enough for that day our daily bread you know and and Paul understood that and I pray that we would understand that as well you know I think I'm reading this and thinking about Paul being content and says whatever state I'm in you know he also says that he's learned how to be we always think about the the one the hungry and not having anything isn't that funny that we think that yeah. <laughs> um, you know but he says he have learned how to be full as well isn't that interesting like yeah. he's experienced both he's experienced having everything that he needed having um, more than more than whatever, you know. Like if I needed five of them, I have ten of them for some reason. Like he's had, he's he's figured out how to be full and have everything that he needed, and he's also learned how to be in the state where he had nothing and was hungry. And um, you know, I would have just wrote, I just learned how to be hungry because I feel like I would do well having everything that I need. Right? Isn't that what we are always lacking? Feeling like we lack something. That's why we're not content. Maybe that's just because we're in America, and we think we need all this stuff. But um, you know, when I think about this and I go, wow, Paul, you needed to learn how to even have everything and still love Jesus, right? And that's that's hard sometimes, you know. We, we take comfort in the things that we have. You know, it's false security because those things don't, don't do anything for us. I mean, they're just stuff. And uh, they could be easily gone as easy as we get them. And, um, you know, it's interesting that Paul points out that I've learned how to be in both conditions. And allow the Lord to be in my life and still kind of hold the center of allow Christ to be the center of my life and not to let those other things be a distraction. And we are closing out our Philippians series tonight. 
You can check out our website to get caught up if you missed. And this is the first Philippians episode you're listening to. Try to get caught up. It'll be good. And um, we are in uh, Philippians chapter 4 tonight. We left off in verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's the verse in and of itself that is... I think it's not familiarity breeds contempt because I don't think we ever have contempt for the word of God, but you know, you kind of, it loses its luster when you have a verse like this that's repeated over and over again that you kind of miss the magnitude of it. And out of context. And out of context. Exactly. Like everybody's like, I can do anything I want. It's almost like I can do all things. Yeah. Like we've, like you were saying, you know, like this verse kind of becomes like the, I can apply it to my American dream. You know what I mean? Like, and like, I am just, I am the master of my own destiny. You know, that Invictus thing and everything. It was like, Oh, that's great. But it's really unbiblical because God is the master of all things. And anytime we put our strength in ourselves, we fail. You imagine if Paul was not relying on the Lord for every single thing, when he was hungry, he'd be like, I'm hungry. He'd be like cookie monster. <laughs> and he'd be like, without the cookies. Exactly. And he's grouchy. That's why he's called a monster. Uh, <laughs> but when he was full, he'd be like, and he'd be all disgusting. You know, like he learned, he learned these things. He learned to be diligent in whatever situation he was in. To Who, Cookie for. Monster or Paul? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Both. I believe in the (laughs) redemptive work of Muppets. (laughs) Uh, Good stuff. Um, But he he learned how to rely on God to give him everything he needed. And he knew that God would not give him anything that he could not handle through Christ's strength. You know, and I wish I could say the same for myself, but it's unfortunately it's not true. I get weak and I'm just like, Lord, like you're mean. You know, and anybody who thinks like, oh, Jeff, that was harsh. You can't say that. You obviously have not gone through anything difficult in your life. And I would like to talk to you to find out what that's like. Um, But, you know, we get this mentality where it's like being a Christian is like a superhero. And like I have these superpowers that God gives me. And it's really, it's a very daily thing. You know what I mean? And Paul wasn't like bursting his own way out of prison. You know, like, because God gave me the strength, I have the power, you know, and we get these like weird images because of like comic books and movies and the Christian life is a very daily thing that we need to every day rely on God to give us the strength to make it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I think we often take the through Christ out of there. Like Christ is just the power pellet that I eat. So that I can... He's the gamma ray (laughs) that turns you into... It's like, you know what he is? He's the marshmallow. He's the mushroom on Super Mario Brothers. (laughs) Where you eat him and then you go... And you get really big. Like, that's that's what this verse... That's what most people use as this verse. Oh, yeah. He's the pill I swallow so that I can be, you know, big and stuff. Like, you know... Paul, if you read the context of this, Paul is saying he's learned how to be, have lots of stuff. He's learned how to be hungry and full. Like he's basically saying, I know how to have Christ be all that I need. And he's, then he sums it up by saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I find all my strength in Jesus Christ. All the things that I'm going to do, I'm going to do through Christ, you know, and, you know, when we start applying this verse to our lives because, you know, we want to, like, you know, 
you know, do win the soccer game. I mean, yeah, if God wants us to win the soccer game, yeah, it's gonna work. But you know, I'm, tri- you know, it's don't trivialize it. Like all the things that God has for us to do and walk in, He's gonna allow us and He's gonna strengthen us in those things. And that's the promise here. And it's almost like we lost the, the value of the promise and yeah. the power pellet in the mushroom of the Super Mario <laughs> Brothers scene, right? It's like, no, He really wants to strengthen us in all the things that he's prepared for us and as Paul you know counted on Christ for that strength you're unbelievable the altar this is unbelievable I cannot believe this this is unbelievable this is unbelievable alright that was stay with you tonight and we're thankful that you've stayed with us here on the altar life tonight it's time for our unbelievable segment or as we like to call it the reward for your hard time listening um (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that that got me that got me (laughs) i was expecting that that made me laugh it just kind of came to me there but i laughed that hard thinking about this verse that so many people would probably claim this is their life first you know and it's a great verse to have i think sometimes we do like you said take it out of context a little bit we're like i can do anything and it's really like no it's you have strength to do the things that God has called you to do. I think it's, it's a better application, right. like where I can basically be held up by God through all things, including bad things. You know, and I, I think it kind of ties well with that. You know, all things work together for the good, and people kind of yeah, throw right. that out of context too. Like basically, like everything in my life is good, and <laughs> it's like no. It's I, funny I, how we do we yeah. think we can do that right with the word of God, like just take it completely out of context. I think that's what's unbelievable. You yeah. know, it's like when we actually like take things that are in the word and we take it out of context and apply it mis- misapply it to our lives yeah. to make ourselves feel better. It's almost like <laughs> God, your word wasn't complete enough that we need to like take this thing and make it a trite statement so we all feel better about ourselves. Yeah. And we need some stuff for greeting cards anyway, so yeah. we might as well just do it. You know? I always love the the verses, you know, <laughs> or you see like in greeting cards and it has Bible verses and it has the dot, 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 because what's after that is like Doesn't totally, apply. it's not greeting card material at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, and the Lord will bless you in everything that you do, or he will smite you, <laughs> you know, or something like that, that, you know, like, out. cut that out. It's not greeting card material. It's not soft and, and downy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, that's why I think we do with this verse sometimes, you know, Paul's like. Yeah, I've learned how to be hungry. And when he's talking about hungry, it's not like he's just like, okay, I need to stop Taco Bell on the way home. <laughs> you know, he's like, <laughs> he's in prison and they're not feeding him. And he's like, okay, that's cool. God's yeah. giving me the strength to, to do that. You I'm know, sure people that- the Philippians were all about trying to give him a greeting card that said <laughs> dot, dot, dot on it, you know. <laughs> how cheap would that be? Oh, man. A little quote from Isaiah, half of the verse. And Paul's like, wait a minute. That's not. <laughs> that's, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's like when people like have those little models, like a penny saves, a penny earned. Yeah, I was just saying, like, there's those sayings that you go. It's like this Christians life think motto. that's like the ver a verse. Yeah. Like, oh, you know that verse, you know that penny saves, the penny earned, and you're like, I'm not sure that's a verse. <laughs> like, people say like that's uh, a Chinese proverb, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, do unto others. <laughs> you're like, that's, that's not really. That's not how the verse goes. <laughs> or like uh, the golden rule. <laughs> he who has the gold makes the rules. Now Jesus said that, didn't he? <laughs> You're like, what so you we told the rich young ruler, right? <laughs> it's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Like we water down and we cheapen so often the word of God. Like yeah. that's why it's cool to read verses like this, like we're talking about tonight, because you read it and you go, oh, that's got a lot of, that's a lot of weight in that. Like yeah. when I say that, that 
that just opened my eyes, you know, to the reality of what God really meant. But I know, I think it's just unbelievable. We, we have those like little trite sayings and try to like build our whole lives around it. Yep. Anyway, I want to encourage you to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. There you can request a song. You can download our webisodes and check out our blog as well as send us an email. Let us know where you're listening. We'd love to hear whether it's in Missouri or Tennessee or Timbuktu or Moose Jaw, Canada, wherever you may be listening, Maryland, New Jersey, <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> Let us know. We'd love to you hear from like you. You were like way out in like nowhere <laughs> Canada, and then you were like Maryland. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like New York City. Just you got to bring up the back. capital of everything. <laughs> everything on the East Coast yeah. and then some way, way far away. And then <laughs> Abu Dhabi. <laughs> You know, like New Jersey, Maryland, you know, Baltimore, D.C., China, <laughs> Massachusetts, <laughs> Massachusetts, you know, Philadelphia. Like, which one of these United things Arab doesn't Emirates. belong? <laughs> Trinidad anyway. and Tobago. Sorry. Um, Nevertheless, Jeff, yes, sir. you have done well that you shared in my distress. Paul says to the Philippians, now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. That's cool. These guys must have been awesome. Yeah. He loved these guys. You know, when he was reading the beginning, you know, when we read in the beginning of Philippians, just, I pray for you. My heart just rejoices at every remembrance of you. Like, that's, it's cool. And he's like saying, you know what? They were truly his friends. And it's cool to see, like, to see how much he loved these folks. And these folks wanted to give to him too. And for even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Isn't that cool? Like, I'd be all about seeking the gift. Yeah. <laughs> totally right out. Like, yeah. I love you guys because you give me stuff. <laughs> Aren't we? Like, yeah. that's what we... Oh, uh, yeah. You know, you know those those aunts and uncles like that would come over for Christmas? You know which ones you wanted to have. Like... Oh, I can't wait till they come over. They always get me cool stuff, right? It's like, you, like most of my aunts and uncles, you know, were that way. But you know, you know, there's certain ones you're like, oh, he always gets me something really cool, and you tend to have a little special something in your heart for them when you're a kid. And it's not because you love them anymore; it's because you get cool stuff. Yeah. And that's our flesh, isn't it? Yeah. And we're talking about how God gives us the strength to deal with every situation, and that's what Paul is talking about. I love it. How Brent was talking about it in the last segment. He's like so happy that. The Philippians get blessed by the Lord for ministering to him. Not because he gets ministered to, but because of the reward that is added to their account. You know, he's like, I'm just glad. I'd like to see your stock rising in heaven. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, and we were just talking, kind of joking about how, you know, you you really, you make friends with the people that you can get the most stuff from. It's kind of the way it is, you know? Um, you know, when I was a kid, didn't have a lot of stuff growing up, but our next door neighbors had like a Sega. So... Yeah, I wanted to go over there and play Jordan vs. Bird and <laughs> all the stuff that they had, Sonic the Hedgehog and everything, because I just had Nintendo, like with cheesy <laughs> games like Battletoads. It's like, <laughs> oh, Johnny's not home? That's all right. Can I play a Sega? <laughs> exactly. It's like you wanted to have that even... kid over your birthday party because you knew his gift was going to be sweet. Right, exactly. It wasn't going to be like <laughs> Monkey in a Barrel or something <laughs> that somebody bought at the dollar Dude, store. Monkey's in a Barrel, cool. I like <laughs> Sorry. that. No, Sorry, I just hit a I'd, sore spot for bread there. I'd like them. Yeah. Um, isn't that cool, though? Not yeah. that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Man, I don't know. Practically speaking, you know, I think 
you know, we, we should be thinking about that sometimes, you know, often like, you know, I'm going to let you serve. I'm going to let you do that because, yeah. you know, I don't want to, I don't want to hog all the air time. I mean, you, yeah. you, you exercise, you know, the Lord's calling you to do that. You do that, you know, encouraging each other in good works, you know, and how awesome can we rejoice in the fact that, you know, other people can, um, can serve the Lord and be used by the Lord and to have that mindset. It's like, it's a completely unselfish perspective, isn't it? To say, you know what, I don't have, it doesn't have to be me, you know, you go ahead and do it. You know, you, you bless them. Um, you know, and to have to have that kind of because the the church is full of a bunch of people in ministry who, in some cases, want to like be the ball hog, right? They want to do yeah. everything, and they want to be the one in control, and they want to have the you know they have their agenda, and they want to do all the things, you know. But it's like, wait a minute, guys, you know, like we shouldn't be preferring each other. Hey, go ahead, you do it. I don't I don't want to be the one with the glory. You you have you know, you, we're both bought by the same blood. You go ahead and, and serve. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would love to be the recipient of all the fruit that goes in your account. <laughs> you know, that's that's the attitude we usually bring yeah. to the table. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, please minister to me. This is great. Paul's like, no, it's all about the crowns you're getting. You I'll know make a mean? fruit pie. That's right. <laughs> a cornucopia. <laughs> and we are moving on, wrapping up tonight, Philippians chapter 4 and our Philippians series. We left off in verse 17. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. How many times does Paul say abound? It seems like he says it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And he's talking about being hungry and all this stuff. And it's like, no, man, I, I just, I'm abounding in what God has given me. Um, I have all. I am full. Having received from Epaphroditus, who we had heard from in chapter two, the things sent from you. So Epaphroditus is like their messenger boy, basically. He's like... They gave him a little care package. That's pretty sweet. A sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. So it's like they were sacrificing from their own goods to minister to Paul. Epaphroditus drops it off, and he's like, oh. It's not like he's like, oh, chocolate chip cookies, yes. Sweet-smelling aroma to the Lord. <laughs> Love that chocolate. No, he's like, like it was the it was the sacrifice, the service of of the Philippian church ministering to Paul. That was the sweet smelling aroma. It wasn't what they provided, but it was the fact that they provided for Paul. And he's like, man, that he's like, it just blesses my heart so much because it's, it's for you. It's for your blessing and your reward from the Lord. And I think, you know, you can say God gave the Philippians the strength to do that, to minister. You know, we don't know what their situation was. It was a house church or whatever it might've been. And I think a lot of times we, we might hinder God from giving us the strength to do something beyond our capabilities because we bring logic to it too much. You know, this is just a little side tangent, but like, oh, Lord, I would really love to minister to that person, but I just don't have the, the means right now. When God might be like, I'll strengthen you to have the means if you just take the step of faith and do it. And in doing that, it's a sacrifice, which is a word that we don't, we often forget that it has something to do with giving something up that we hold dear, maybe money or whatever it may be. But the sweet smelling aroma, the reward that could be added to our account, that's something to think about. And the key word in that I thought was, um, that I really liked and kind of, kind of got me was a sweet smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice. And like that word sacrifice, you know, I was thinking about, you know, the altar, you know, and, and the scent that, that came off of the sacrifices of the, you know, of the old Testament and how, you know, that must have smelled, you know, like burning the lamb on the altar, like that smell, that, 
you know, I know what it's like to cook meat on the grill, right? <laughs> you know, it smells great, doesn't it? Like there was there was a scent, you know, that smelled good, you know, and that smelled like something when the, when the sacrifice was being burned on the altar. And you know, it's interesting, you know, he he referenced this sweet smelling aroma often, you know, in his in his epistles, you know, um, you know that serving the Lord and and giving of yourself and that sacrifice. You know, it's a sweet-smelling aroma of the Lord. The aroma smells a sacrifice, and he goes, hmm, that smells good. You know, that's something that I can recognize as, as uh, the lamb, you know, as, as, as your gift being put on the altar. And, um, you know, I think it's cool that God thinks about it that way, you know. Um, he sees what we sacrifice, and so often we're not willing to sacrifice it. We're just, we just want to give of our extra, especially in America, it's like, well, there's the stuff I don't need anymore, and I'll give that because that's easier for me to get rid of. Um, what if it was our last one? Would you still give it? You know, what if it was, you know, you you only had so much and you thought you needed that, and God asked you to give it anyway? Would you have enough faith to trust Him in that? You know, Paul, God, God has everything that we need, and that's what Paul's saying here. He's got everything that we need. There's nothing that we that we need that God can't provide us. And um, these Philippians, I'm sure, had to sacrifice for Paul and give some things that they thought they needed because Paul encourages them in this next verse, which we'll talk about through the rest of the show is, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. I he, Paul recognizes their sacrifice to him and they encourage him and says, and God's going to supply your need as well. You know, that's a cool thing. And I like that, the way that song says, even when I'm standing in the fire, you know, and that's yeah. what Paul's like, I'm, whether I'm in the fire, whenever I'm in the ice, you know, whatever it is, I've learned to allow God to be my strength in those things. And as Brent was saying in the previous segment, you know, it, you get the idea that the Philippians were giving to the point where they then were lacking, you know, like they were giving, yeah. they were ministering out of their already tight resources to Paul, which is why it was such a sweet sacrifice to him and to the Lord. And it says in Hebrews, I just found this like uh, reference, cross-reference, it says, but do not forget to do good and to share for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. You know, to share out of our our need, it just, I think it just means so much more. You know, you see an example of that with the widow and her two mites where Jesus says, you know, this woman gave all she had. Meanwhile, these rich guys were just given like the extras, you know, the 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 stuff that was going to get taxed, and they just, you know, it's a write-off for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, the, the, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, this comes off my income, and I don't have to pay taxes on it. It's great, you know. You get the uh, you get the sense. It's like, no, like it's a sacrifice for a reason. It's something that we hold dear. And uh, Paul says, "And my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus." Basically, it's all His. <laughs> So we trust him for what we need to, to make it, to what we do to honor him and everything. It's his riches. It's not what I earned on the stock market or through E-Trade, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which is we, we really quickly take hold and credit for all the things that we have financially, you know, even spiritually, you know, like, oh, I'm this spiritual giant because of my pursuits and my study and all this stuff. It's like, no, it's all from the Lord. All the riches that God has given us are through Christ Jesus. And Paul says, he's going to provide. He's going to, whatever our needs are, God is the fulfillment of those needs. Going back to that quote from Corey Tamboom, you know, um, you never know that God is all you need until God is all you have. 
And in some ways, I ask that God would make me see that, but without making him all I have, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with that caveat, you know. <laughs> You're just scared. I'm scared. <laughs> you know, Christ is the solid rock that we stand on. And, um, you know, he says that here, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by tr- by Christ Jesus. And, you know, you know, God owns the universe. I mean, he's got everything that we need flat out. And Paul's kind of encouraging them and saying, you know, my God who has all riches through Christ Jesus, we have access to all the riches through Christ Jesus. Don't fret. Don't worry. You know, whatever you need, God's going to provide. And, you know, that God would have our hearts to the point where we, we don't grip these treasures or actually put our happiness in what we have or what we don't have. Um, our happiness and our joy comes in the in our salvation. You know that, that we have the joy of our salvation, and um, and and out of that we can trust that God will supply every need according to His riches and glory, and then we can glorify Him. You know, and it's not about what we've done and what we've hoarded, but it's about what God has given us from heaven. So until next week, be cool cats, live for Christ. Mm-hmm.